do you love audiobooks? You can get a free 30-day trial membership to audible.com by visiting audibletrial.com slash divebarrockstar. They have thousands of audiobook titles, as well as podcasts, guided wellness programs, theatrical performances, A-list comedy, and exclusive Audible originals you won't find anywhere else. Get your free trial membership at audibletrial.com slash divebarrockstar. Welcome to the Dive Bar Rockstar Podcast, a show exploring the lives of professional musicians of all types, touring musicians, recording artists, songwriters, engineers, bar bands, wedding bands, and anyone making their living in the music industry. Whether you've dreamed of being a professional or you already are one, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Eric Baines, and I hope that you not only find some entertainment here, but also some helpful tips, trade secrets, and ideas that will help you achieve your dreams. So in an effort to stay ahead of the game, I've, I've recorded quite a bit of episodes and now I've kind of got them stacked up a little bit. So I'm going to step it up and try to keep up with doing this twice a week. And this will be my first Friday episode. Um, I've had so many great guests and, and people agree to do the show that I'm really excited for your, you guys to hear. So it's going to be Tuesdays and Fridays now. <laughs> and my first Friday guest is a really good friend of mine and a, a great hardworking singer here in LA. You probably know him from American Idol season six, but he's also done a lot of TV stuff, animated stuff for episodes of The Family Guy, The Cleveland Show, American Dad, and currently he's on Baby Rockers on Discovery Kids. He tours with the Classic Rock Show, which is produced by CMP Entertainment, which also does Brit Floyd. He's the lead singer of a Journey tribute band called Lights. He also has done shows with The Long Run, which is an Eagles tribute band, which I was also a part of for a time. He's got two records out. Um, one is with a band called Waiting for Monday, which I co-wrote a lot of songs with him for that project, and they're signed to Frontiers Records. And then me and him co-wrote, and I produced a record called Fly a few years back, and you can find both of those on Spotify. But probably the most time we've spent together is in a wedding band called Impulse, which is an amazing band that we've played like Kim Kardashian's wedding, Dr. Phil's son's wedding, California Governor Gavin Newsom's wedding, lots of Oscar parties, and, and at some of these weddings and parties, we back up huge artists like Babyface and Robin Thicke, Stevie Wonder, David Foster. But one of the more important weddings that he was a part of, he was the best man at my wedding. So we've known each other a long time. We have a lot of fun in this interview, so I hope you enjoy my conversation with Rudy Cardenas. Does it sound okay in your head? I think it sounds okay. <clears throat> I'm a little freaked out listening to my own speaking voice, but I know. And then when we get done, you'll take how did the you off. how did you feel about it? About what? Your own speaking voice. Now that you've done one and it's um, gotten to hear your own voice. I love it. I think I'm really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. No, it's good. I don't know. It's fine. Uh, no, I hate it. Uh, does anyone like Did their you, voice? This is a good so. question, actually. Does anyone actually like the sound of their the sound own of their voice? own voice? Hundred percent. Because I don't. You do. No, I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't, but I think pe there are people that there definitely people, do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, people yeah. with good voices. 
<laughs> I don't know that I have a great speaking voice. Do tenors normally do? I, I don't think so. I think you have to be a more of yeah. a baritone bass. Well, I kind of can do that with the mic if I want to. So there's things I can do. Can you do a little plug in there? Can you do a little? Uh... I got I got plugins for days. <laughs> Let's talk about your most recent recent project, Waiting for Monday. Our arguably our most recent project. It's not. Why do you say arguably? Well, because I we sort were, of had I, to bail on it, and I feel yes, you, know, you did. I, I mean, I, I you know, did I, you? Do I you want to talk to, about that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure. <laughs> do you want to tell the people why people why you need to bail on projects sometimes? It's, yeah, yeah, a, yeah, because yeah. we all do. Actually, we all do. It's it was it was heartbreaking that well, you had to. But the most important thing is that we did work together on the songs. Yeah, and that's the most important part. Yeah, yeah, and I'm proud of the songs. Yeah. Good songs. Oh my gosh, can I cuss? Yeah. Okay, cool. Please do. It kind of started with August Zedra from Dennis DeYoung's band, really. It did. Sort it of did. weirdly. Um I've known August for a long time, uh another um, fantastic musician in LA, uh guitar player. He and I kind of came up in the tribute world ranks, if you mm-hmm. will. Um mm-hmm. You know, as I'm sure you've talked about many times with other people, you have to um, have your fingers in many different pots as a musician here in LA. And yes. one of the one of the ones that I did was the tribute world, which is like a tribute to whatever artist. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I met August doing that uh, journey tribute. Um, I met August doing that, and he is fantastic uh, guitar player, singer. Yes. Um, and he got a great gig um, being the Tommy Shaw for Dennis DeYoung. Right. And he got it kind of like Mark Wahlberg in the, the movie. Like mm. he, they just, they saw him on like YouTube or something, wow. you know, Crazy. or like Arnell and Journey, you know, mm-hmm. just, they just yeah. saw him and right. uh, Dennis called him up. Uh, Dennis's... Um, kid or something saw him and wow, was like oh my god dad crazy. you I should know that. you should check this guy out he sounds exactly like Tommy Shaw wow uh and that's how he got the gig and so he's been doing that for a really long time and that's how the the relationship with frontiers records that's the how label. That, the, the label that's the how they on. yeah that's how they kind of found him and us um well uh actually uh um Jess got Soto mm-hmm. he right was uh the lead singer for journey Never uh, for him. a couple <laughs> right <laughs> a little unknown band <laughs> uh he uh, after steve left uh there was like steve gary or something a jerry mm-hmm. a jerry uh-huh. um and then jeff scott soto i think that he was after steve a jerry i could be wrong um uh, but jeff scott soto was the the singer for journey for a while um and he um another la dude um and we're all friends. And he um, had been working with Frontiers for a while and actually started kind of repping for them, A&R kind mm-hmm, of guy for mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. And he brought the idea to August and said, hey, listen, you're with Dennis Young. I think you and Rudy would do something really awesome together. And we were like, duh, yeah. We would have been wanting to work together for a long time. And so that's kind of how the whole thing started. That's cool. Yeah. And then you called me. And we wrote a bunch of songs. I did. I called you first. I think you're the, you're the first guy. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I have to do this with my buddy Eric because we had done other stuff before. And right. It was a no-brainer. Yeah. It was cool. We wrote good songs. We I did. Think. And then you can check it out. If you're into that music, right. it's really good. Because it's super, how would you say? It's not 
it's meant to sound somewhat old. It's it's a throwback. Yeah, it's a throwback record. To it's almost meant a tribute. To do, it's almost a tribute record. It's meant to sound very much um, like the the eighty, you know, seven, yeah, late like, se- late seventies, eighties right. bands of that era, and right. you can name you know a dozen of the influences of, of the records. So, right. Yeah. So if you're into that stuff. 100%. Very cool record. But 100%. I think the song is like one of them, my favorite probably on the record is called Pick Your Lies. Yeah. And it's sort of, it's pretty current. So like I the love that's the one of the matter. one that you, you, we wrote together. Yeah. Like it's, you know, you're not going to pick a song that you didn't write. I really don't like any of the others. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty much just like that no. one. But anyway, uh, but, it, but it's a current, but the point is it's current subject. It is very current. To some of the yeah. stuff. So 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's very current. It's, uh, it's, so it's a political piece kind of. Yeah. 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 Sort of a neutral political. Yeah. You're not going to get, it's not a protest song necessarily. It's just about right. both sides. You know, the, uh, both it's, extremes are lies. It's, pick, and, pick which side you want. Pick your lies. And and kind of a protest to that thing. So it mm-hmm. is kind of a protest song about how we're sometimes n- not dealt equal hands. Like you don't, like right. if you're, if you live in a society where, you know, in, let's say middle America where you're just bombarded by one side all the time. It's really hard to have your own thoughts because if you're mm. always bombarded by that side. Yeah. And likewise, if you grew up in California or in one of the you know liberal states, then mm. you're bombarded by that side and, you know, right. SNBC and, you know, so it's hard to have unbiased, yeah, unbiased yeah. opinions, you know. Right. Yeah. Very true. Very true. So also then you brought in Walter, you know, who's played with. Survivor, Survivor, the, the, babies. the babies, yeah, yeah. I love the babies. Oh, I know. <laughs> um, Don Kane, and he ended up producing the record. Essentially, <laughs> he did because sort of all co-produced in a way. But I, yes, I had to bail. I, I've been playing with Dwight Yogan for the last few years, and his schedule was just—it's you know—he's busy. Understand? It's a great gig in that sense, you know. So I had to. Just prioritize. And Walter sort of took over the reins and thank God did he did. Fantastic. Yeah. Job. Oh yeah, thank God he did because we. Um, I had originally talked to you about doing that same thing because we need you know whenever you do a record, I, th- I think um, you need that one person to like kind of take the reins and just kind of be like okay, because you could you know we can all kind of co-produce it, but there has to be kind of like that one producer like let's get it done, let's yeah. do this, let's you know yeah. we're doing it at you know, a certain studio that they're familiar with that they, right. you know, so it's a lot of work. At it some is point, a lot of work. Someone's got to do the work. hundred percent. You know, the fun stuff doesn't last as long as the hard work does, you know, yeah. and someone's got to commit to doing all that stuff. And For he real. did, and he's phenomenal. Multi-instrumentalist. Uh, he's, he's just awesome. So did you enjoy the process of, of this record? I did. Um, it, it was a whirlwind because we were, um, it took far longer than um, it should have, but in my mind, it was really fast, actually. Mm. So it's, you know, um, when you are um, working as a full-time musician in LA, um, you're doing so many things. And when you have kind of a passion project like this, it mm. kind of takes a backseat as yeah. to other, you know. It, yeah. The label paid us to mm. do it, but not a lot. Right. So, um, and as pe- your listeners will soon realize that, you know, labels, they do what they do. And, you know, <laughs> if, you're, if they give you any money, you're very lucky. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah. we are very lucky. I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm blessed. Yes, we got money to do it, but 
not enough money to quit doing all the, the other things that we had to do. Right. Um, and so it took a back seat. But because the label was like, it needs to get done, it needs to get done. We were like, you know, when we would work, we would work for, you know, 12 hours a day or whatever. Um, right. And In short, shorter spurts or, or like, Hey, I have right. a, or I have three hours, you know, right. you know, right exactly. at this window, we'd let's just right. do it real fast. So the whole um, thing, if you, if you did it traditionally and rented out a studio, it would have taken a month probably, but exactly this took a long time because you're took fitting longer. it in. But like, in my right. mind, it was like so fast. Cause it was just like, yeah. you know, everyone, right. you know, trying to. F- yeah. You might work at a different pace than others. Me, in me my mind, me it personally? took forever. <laughs> <laughs> me personally what do you yeah, say i don't know maybe i don't know maybe sometimes i don't know well he sounds like a storyteller with that sly little smile she's angry and she's educated looking down on him with style up and they're down and always jaded Who's left and who's right, it's complicated Make it all stop before I lose my mind Well, the original, so Waiting for Monday, by the way, the name of that sort of, I feel like I came up with that. It was something I used to say because I was playing in, you know, I don't know. I've not always had gigs that I love. We, I, I do very uh, distinctly remember coming up with that in your kitchen, uh-huh. in your old house. Yeah. And um, I don't know if I'm ready to give you full credit for that. Maybe I, I didn't come up with the words, but it's just a concept that I always would say to people, like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just waiting for money. Because if I can just get through the weekend, yeah. you know, if you have, you know, wedding gigs or, or a lot of work, oh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. But um, sometimes, and Monday is traditionally the the musician's day off. And I was just like, oh, I'm just waiting for Monday. Right. You know, it's, it's any, any, like, it's weird. Cause it's also like waiter's day, you know, it's like, it's right, a, a exactly. industry day, yes. you know? So like Monday, um, Tuesdays is when they, they kind of party. Barbers traditionally, hairstylists, hairstylists take as Monday well. off. Same with musicians. It's kind yeah, of like yeah, a, yeah, our, yeah. it's like that, that like the service industry. Yeah. So and, we probably came up with it together, but I, I'm just, you know, I'm going to take credit. Anyways, uh, <laughs> But you can have it. Thanks. Even though I you heard it here, you heard it here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the original reason that we put this band together was to introduce me as the new member of the Mad Tea Party, which is a a, a show that we did in Disneyland together that you did for years. But if you remember, we played at the Mint. Was the very first gig, waiting for Monday. That's right. And uh, uh, Tim, keyboard player. Tim Butterworth. Oh yeah, butts. Of course. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, anyways, and, and he was another team member. So, um, and we played this one gig of the mint, and which kind of leads me to talking about Mad Tea Party, which I think is an interesting topic because as a professional, uh, we d- did the show. You did it for way longer than me. I actually, the show was canceled, and then it came back, and it was basically a, a cover band like 
on crack at, at Disneyland. <laughs> like huge light show where I'm wearing ears and spandex. I mean, you've got, you're, you're the Mad Hatter on the March hair. It was a crazy show. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, uh, it was one of those things where <laughs> I always say, I always, listen, you could do, you got to do what you got to do. All right. Yeah. And sometimes oh, yeah. you got to dress up as, oh, a, as a bunny. Yeah. <laughs> and play and play bass and yeah. or dress up as the Mad Hatter and 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 sing, you know. I just I my one of my good friends, really um longtime friend uh from back in the day in Colorado, um Matthew Selby, who is now like the head of music at right. Disney, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. He had uh he was MDing this show at Disney called Mad Tea Party, and he had lost a couple guys. Uh, to the Disneyland in Asia, mm. uh, Hong Kong, mm-hmm. I think. And so he needed replacements like right away. And he was, it's hard to find somebody that can do that because um, it yeah. was a lot. You it mean was a lot. wear the outfit? Wear the, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wear the outfit, sing right. the material. Right, yes. Um, have the stamina to sing the material, you know, six mm-hmm. times a day or whatever. Right. Um, and it it was hard for him to find something like that because it's like you needed that, you know, rock pop guy. And yeah, and to do it convincingly, there's a kind of a Disney thing about totally not to put anybody down. It's like, but there's not a lot of edge in the Disney camp for you know, high tenor singers, exactly. So, what they but they needed, and this was like a rock, and this was like a rock gig. So, all of their Disney people that they used, they were like, Oh, you're lovely, but right, you know, that's not gonna work, yeah. So he called me up and he was like, hey, I have this gig and I really would love for you to do it. I'm kind of in a bind, actually, is what he said. Mm-hmm. And so um, I said, I said, yeah, what is it? See, it's a thing, you know, it's a Disney thing. I was like, okay, um, oh, you know, what, <laughs> what does it pay? It doesn't pay a whole lot. You know, Disney, right. as you, as people will know, um, mm-hmm. they don't pay a lot. <laughs> um, but the perks are nice. Yeah. Um, I have kids or whatever. So the perks of having a, Disney free Disney pass and being yeah. able to take my kids to Disney whenever right. was a, a beautiful thing. Right. So I was like, okay, um, you know, going down to Orange County again, living in LA sucks. Um, <laughs> yes. But I, I think um, what he didn't, what, what I didn't realize was that, you know, I was going to meet these amazing people and make, make these uh, amazing friends right. and meet all these crazy awesome fans that you know yeah. li- really loved it and whatever and that's what i was going to bring up as well like there, it comes with a following of people that it really does it really did it did yeah yeah and that's it's a little bit why i was interested as well it's like you know there's been some guys that have turned you know that fandom into their own projects being super successful 100 you, know? you yeah. can't you can't pay for a following that's as dedicated as disney fans uh, yes 100 <laughs> percent. they are very hardcore they're very supportive yeah um and you know even after the show ended they're they still follow all of us now you know? right they're just yeah. like what are you exactly. doing you know they're very supportive so um that was a very cool show and you know obviously you know people listening can t- you know, find it on YouTube. There's tons of, you know, look up Mad Tea Party yeah. Disneyland and you'll find tons of clips. Yeah. yeah. Or don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I got the a funny story about me getting the gig though, I think that because I, I we were you were putting together a new 
band for the company that you work for, a wedding band. Yeah. And Matt Selby was actually in it. You asked me to do the video, so I was just rehearsing because you didn't have like a permanent bass player yet. And we, like we some, occasionally do, drank a lot the night before. <laughs> and I showed up a little late and hung over, which I rarely ever do. Like, <laughs> because I know you really well. I treat you the worst. But anyways, but I showed up a little late and hungover and that is so true. I just overheard you guys talking about an, uh, about auditioning and I was just like, yeah, sure, man, I'll, I'll audition. And just kind of thinking, well, even if I audition, what the heck can, you know, you're in it. Let's do it. I know which is a lot weird, of people in it. Which is weird because I think when you are kind of, when you get to a point and you're kind of a seasoned dude, mm-hmm. auditioning for yeah. anything is kind yeah. of like, ugh. Yeah. Well, you know. And I'm other, uh, you know, unless it's like I'm auditioning for Gwen Stefani or oh, yeah. unless, unless you're auditioning for JLo for an amusement park, but like mm. for Disney, you're like, Oh God. Okay. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah, you did it. And, but yeah. I went down 55 bass players and I got the gig, you yeah. know? So honestly, speaking of auditions though, only gig I've ever gotten out of an audition. And I've, I've had a pretty decent career, never from an audition except for this is the only, so for me, it's sort of a cool part of my history. Oh, I finally did something, and I beat out fifty-five other bass players. So for, I was like, oh, maybe I'm getting better at this audition thing. So if it's your, so you're, you're fifty-five and zero. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. you beat out fifty-five exactly. other guys. Yeah. So, yeah. So I mean, maybe anyways, maybe, so I, maybe the Hall of Fame. I don't know. I don't, maybe yeah. the Hall of Fame of bass players. So it all turned out pretty good for me, and and the thing only lasted nine months, and I was, you know, like I say, driving down there was. Is a drag. I remember one day it took me three hours to get down there because the traffic was so awful. And it's like, it's like 27 miles. It's not even. I just, I'm picturing somebody listening to this, a musician driving mm. down to Disney right yeah. now, just being like, <laughs> right. yes, oh, this is the worst. Man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was, but you know, so anyways, I was just a sub too. So I only went down like once a month or twice a month. So the money was not, not that great, but it was a fun experience. But yeah, just as I was getting tired of it, I got the call, you know, just what I think I even had a conversation with you. I was just like, yeah, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And then they got the call and they were like, oh, we really, we really hate to to have to give you this news. <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah I, so I, I didn't yeah. have to do it very long, but it was a great experience anyways. And Disney is, is it's, uh, I don't know, for me, it's intriguing I think you because should, it feels like a steady job. hundred percent. And I think that you should really talk, have a separate podcast and talk with a Disney person about Disney because that's a huge yeah. they they really employ a lot of musicians. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. and it's a good company to work for. And even though that show got canceled, a lot of those guys just work in other parts of the park. Other parks, and- yeah. And I think I I think what people need to realize is that you need to do those kind of gigs. Yeah. You know, maybe that's your thing. Maybe that's the what the as high as you get. And that's okay. It's and a you good what, company to work for. Right. But and personally, even I mean, this sounds even for a guy as experienced as me, <laughs> like like I was kind of always the the bass player in the shadows, and I'm really serious about my instrument, and I'm really serious about the bass part, and I'm really serious about the music. I'd wear spandex and bunny ears, and it, just to be forced to sort of be out front and put that that costume on and put on a show was a new thing for me. So, and it changed the way I approached every gig after that. So, right, I you know it's easy to sort of make fun of, but it, it, I did really get a lot out of it. I think I think I did too. I mean, just even um, just ha- 
being in that environment, it's new, you know? Yeah. It's, it, um, you know, having, you know, wardrobe people, I mean, not, I mean, you've, now you still have wardrobe people, but um, having, you know, having to wear the same thing all the time and having yeah. to make up oh, and man. having to learn how to do that. All that it's stuff. all it's very Disney style. So they're training exactly, you. Exactly. You have to yeah. like pass the test of how to put your blush on. You know, it's super crazy, but it, yeah, it's a, it's a fun thing. And, and just the technology too, because it's in-ears, you're wireless. Like, Thank God though, right? I mean, yeah, well, yeah. couldn't do it any other way yeah. really, but it was a lot of fun. They're anyway. doing um, uh, some, you know, obviously not now, but they're doing, they're going to do some really cool, I think. Um, that was so successful for them mm-hmm. that they're going to do some shows that's similar where it's like live music and stuff, which is good for Disney, you know, that they really need that, you know, oh, that, yeah. that people really uh, relate to that. And there's tons of, you know, obviously if you've been to Disney, you know, but um, tons of live music opportunities yeah. at, the, at the park for musicians who re- really, they just they need to play out and yeah. th- that helps you, sure. you know, get your chops up yeah. and it helps, it helps you learn how to be in front of people like my, like Ashley, yeah. for example, amazing singer, Ashley Morgan from the uh, voice, from the voice. Yeah. Amazing singer. Um, and this was kind of an opportunity for her to kind of learn how to do that in yeah. front of, cause she was, right. you know, kind of behind the, the, the mic kind of person in the studio. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. really helped her do that and, and helped her shine, you know? So it's a good experience. I think people sh- should do it for sure. Absolutely. So we met in a wedding band called Impulse. Yes. When was that? That was, that was a while ago. It was probably 15, 16 years ago. 2005 <laughs> or six. When did it you start? A- when did the band start? I moved to LA in 2006. 2006. And I did um, a another company called Wayne Foster Entertainment. Right. Similar sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, good. Um, <laughs> similar sort of thing. I'll turn that up in the you could, you could, Okay. <laughs> X-ray on that. Um, <laughs> I did another company called Wayne Foster for, for about six months or, or maybe a little bit longer. And got poached, kind of basically, mm-hmm. um, into uh, this company called West Coast Music and their uh, fantastic, you know, um, live band. Yeah, you know, and it's a really hard gig, like for a musician. The singers actually weirdly have it the easiest because there's four of you, <laughs> so you sing like a a quarter of the amount of songs I play every night. I know, maybe even less. I know, because <laughs> I can do cocktails sometimes and whatever. Um, but is, so it's great for the. Do chops, I weep though. for you? Do I weep for no, you at this I point? I don't even care. <laughs> it all turned out fine. I'm no longer in it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's um, it's a good gig. Um, it's a great way to to yeah, like you said, get your chops up and yeah. and, and and you've been the leader of it now for ten years, probably. It's been, it been a minute. It's and, been a minute. Um, maybe not ten years, but definitely hit close eight, close, maybe yeah. eight. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And what's that like being the ringleader? Because you also did this in Colorado, which we'll get to. We're both from Colorado. Mm-hmm. How does that compare to the LA thing? Because in my opinion, I did it in Colorado as well. It's a it's it's a beast out here. It's it's almost like running a circus in a way that Colorado is a got a different You I mean, it's I know a lot of people in I know one person in particular who's been very successful in Colorado and has a really good company, but I think when you do the LA thing, it is, it it's it's a level 
that just there's just no comparison. Maybe New York, you know. Yeah, but you have yeah, of course. The, like the like the level of musicianship that they get in right. these bands. Right. It's like any given night, you know, around LA, you're gonna find a wedding band that in that wedding band there are, you know, five or six guys that There's have been on tour with the everyone. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, you're you know, just in my band alone. I mean, the, the whole the whole band has done incredible things, and their yeah. their resume is you know a mile long. And just to just to know that, like, wow, you know, the the guy that just took this the sax solo was just on tour with Phil Collins, so right. and just did a, a sax solo in front of millions of people, right. and now he's doing cocktails at it. You know, it's just yeah. it's one of the it's just just the way it is. It's yeah. just like. You and, know? and it's the best money you can make on the weekends, you know, really. You're not going to make Absolutely. that in a club. It pays really well. And a lot of times you guys travel, which was nice. Like probably two times a month, especially in the summer, you're out of town. So those are fat paying gigs. So if you're in between tours and you can have a chance to play, it, you know, it's it's surprisingly, you know, full of phenomenal. When, well, for instance, before I left Colorado in 2000, I saw... Lionel Richie opened up for Tina Turner at the Pepsi Center. Ooh, nice. Pepsi Center, maybe even one of the first shows there. Right, it just opened, you know, and and uh, I love, I'm a huge Lionel Richie fan. I'm I, hello. I, oh my god! I mean, speaking of that, <laughs> the concert started like that. I'm walking around trying. It was a weird thing where I bought tickets and they looked fine on the internet, but you got there and like I can't even see the stage. Right. So I bitched and I bitched, and finally they're like, "Okay, come on." They, they start walking me down and we start going down the steps and I'm like, okay, oh, these are going to be good seats. We keep going down the steps. Okay, these are great. Take me down to the floor and I'm like, oh my God. And in the meantime, the show is starting because it's like right and we end up like eighth row and I'm like, okay. And I paid for shit seats. You know what I mean? Right. And that's how the show started though. Like it was all silent. How did that, how did that happen? Well, and any concert and this is something to think about. They're, they They reserve probably... I, I don't even know, 40 seats in the front that are reserved, like seats that are set aside for the guests of the, the uh, act. Yeah. So towards the end of the show, if that guest list doesn't fill up, they'll release those seats. So if you get there at the right time and you do enough bitching, you might end up on the floor. Right. You know? So just a little hint. Cool. <laughs> so that happened to, to If me. you're an asshole, then you could get rewarded. Yes, and I wasn't. I just <laughs> had really, really bad seats. And I didn't even want that. Honestly, I went down. This is a stupid story, but this is not the cool part of the story. But anyways, uh, I went down to say, can I pay to upgrade? Like, I'm not, I don't want anything free. Just, and they're like, no, no, this is what, just, uh, I don't even remember. All, the next thing I know, I'm being ushered to some seats. That's right. all I the know. The next thing so you know, like, you're playing playing bass for Leno. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. But that's how the show opened. It was like the lights go down. Everything is silent. People are starting to get weird, which I love. Just the anticipation. And all you hear is, hello, is it me I'm looking for? Is it me you're looking for? And I'm like, oh, my God, that's just genius. So anyway, killer show. Dino Saldo on, on, uh, uh, I can't, I'm going to screw this up and not remember all the musicians. But cut to two months later, I'm in LA. I do my first wedding band gig and half of the band is on the gig. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, this is." I made the right decision. I think. Here I, I think. Am. I think. Also, people should know that there the level you can get to a pretty high level as far as corporate bands and 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 wedding bands or whatever, yeah. whatever you want to call them, right? Um, in in Los Angeles and New York, um, yeah. 
and but there's shit as well. So yeah. So if you're, you know, if there, you can find opportunities where you can be fulfilled musically mm-hmm. with those kind of gigs, right? Um, because the musicianship is second to none. Yeah, you know. And your gig in particular is hard because you're kind of the band of the company, and there's more now because you've been putting them together. But yeah, we're band, old. We're old as shit now. <laughs> you're the the older, wiser version. Um, but there's the you know you're the band of like oh you need Mediterranean music oh we've got the guys for you and then right. you pull out the Mediterranean oh you like you want Latin here's that you want a big band here's another book and and for the guys in the band it's just reading 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 you know so I don't I mean it is that, reading reading but I think you know people like you know you who has an amazing work ethic you know they just <laughs> you know yes you're an amazing reader but you just did a lot of work beforehand too and um uh yeah i think but you don't always have people, the opportunity it's a lot, of, a lot of times you part. don't a lot of times yeah. you don't a lot of times you learn on wednesday that you've got to know these 13 songs by saturday exactly you know? right so, um, or friday yeah <laughs> exactly so that's one of the, that was the biggest thing i got out of it though by the time i got done i, I mean I, I would have called myself a c plus reader before and now i like a B plus, maybe an A minus. It I might think, be an A minus reader. I think that's relative, also, yeah. to people that are listening. Like, yeah, I think. Shh, don't tell Eric I said this, but I think his C plus is maybe other <laughs> people's know. A minus. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe. But then again, I mean, Bernie Dressel was the drummer when I was in it, and yeah, like, yeah, that crazy. dude can read fly shit. Yeah. Like, it's very intimidating because the dude plays on star wars movies and like you know he's right. he's a reader you right. know and i'm not talking about he like li- literally he was the the drummer in a drum movie <laughs> <laughs> exactly yes yes that's exactly right but uh and, and 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 i'm not talking about just like okay i can look at the chart and go that's cool no i'm talking about um you're speaking in a mic that we can only hear because we're all on in ears and you say pull out number 57 and and you've got 30 seconds to look at it and go, boom, you know, right. if you have that and you're still playing the last yeah. song. So we're not talking about just being at a session. You get the chart, you look it over, you got time. We're talking about sight reading. Sight reading, you know, yeah. like it's, uh, it's, it's a scary thing. And, yeah. and I, I, I'm not the person to really talk about that necessarily. I, I'm the person that asks other people to do that. Right, right, right. Um, and I've seen deer in headlights. Like I've seen <laughs> oh, that look where they're just like, oh. God, you know, yeah, 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 and yeah, those, but they get through it because they're just amazing. You know, you, most yeah, people, ninety percent of the people that do my band are fucking incredible. Yeah, you know, so right, right, totally. they can do that. Um, yeah, and I think that's definitely a muscle that people want to exercise for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, when you know, when doing music in LA, you read though. I do. I do. I do. I went to college. And I think as singers, we get a little bit of a bad rap for all you singers out there listening. We get a little bit of a bad rap as far as like, I was, I was just talking to a buddy of mine, um, Brandon, the other day. Mm -hmm. Um, Brandon Rogers. Brandon Rogers. Another, another, another alum. And uh, Uh, also impulse singer. Yeah. Um, Phenomenal. I was just talking to him about how you know, instrumentalists sometimes they say, you know, or people, I should say in general, mm-hmm. will be like, yeah. okay, we need musicians to the right, singers to the left, uh, you know? Uh, and it's like, fuck you. <laughs> uh, there, yeah. We get a bad rap as far as not sometimes not knowing, because there are a lot of singers out there that have just a natural ability. For sure. But they don't speak the language. 
And right. music is a lack of language, just like French or Spanish. Right. You know, you have to know mm-hmm. what you're doing and what you're talking about. And people will talk to you about things and you have to know what the hell you're talking about. Right. Um, so, but we get a bad rap sometimes. And I think it I, it's worked in my favor, actually, because people don't expect a lot from, from singers. <laughs> and so when yeah. I do know a little bit, they're like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. That's nice. Right. You know? Yeah. But you also do sessions singing, like you 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 go to sessions and have yeah. to sight read stuff. No? We do, yeah, I do, and and it's 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 still nerve wracking, but it's still a lot of fun, you know. Yeah. And um, I, maybe the, and you can tell me because I I've never been called uh, as a singer to a session where I had to sight read singing, so I don't know. But I know from my experience, like generally in a session, there's a little more time. Like I'm saying, it's not you're not like under the gun saying read this or die you, you got a little bit of time or sometimes no? i've done sessions um i've done uh strangely enough i think the most um uh you know the, the session that has that was kind of like that that was kind of like okay here's your part and one you know mm-hmm. um was a disney session for this um this, this cartoon called um um elena of avalon which mm-hmm. if you have kids for all you out there, if you have kids, they know they know yeah, what I it is. So. Um, but it's like this little animated um, thing on Disney, and we're they called me in for this session. It was a Spanish session. I get I do a mm-hmm. lot of Spanish sessions because I'm a Spanish speaker, but right. Uh, it was a Spanish session, and um, they basically they laid out the sheet music in front of in front of us, and they were like, "Okay, here we go," and. I hadn't done that uh, for a while, yeah. you know, it had been a yeah. while. Cause usually I would say about a 90% of the time they're like, here's the sheet music, look it over. Just mm, like, you know, instrumentals, right. look it over. Here we go. Right. You know, here's the guy, like here, listen to it. Uh, you know, here's the guide. If you want to listen to it or whatever, right. or here's the track that we're going to do it to sing along or whatever. Exactly. Um, and so you have time, but mm-hmm. this was just like, let's go. Right. Yeah. Um, and it was like a little nerve wracking. It's like panic. It's a little panicky, <laughs> but you, you don't want to because you don't want to be. But I always say um, loud and proud, mm-hmm. like yeah, strong right. and wrong, yeah, exactly. strong and wrong. Mm-hmm. If you're, I think you know, if if you you want to be, you know, blend, you know, blend or whatever, mm-hmm. and you want to be, you know, a, a, you know, especially in those group sessions when you're like, there's there was four of us, you know, two mm-hmm. guys, two girls, and we're doing all these right. parts. Which is um, kind of even more ner- uh, nerve wracking because the guy next to you is singing the same part. Exactly. Or, or like I was the tenor and he was, you know, the bit, the baritone or bass, you know, and then we uh-huh. had alto soprano. So you were doing a four part stuff. Uh-huh. And then if a chord didn't sound right, you were like, oh God, was that me? Right. Was that, did I look at all the accidentals? You know, right. like what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's nerve wracking for sure. But you, I always like, if I, I'm one of those singers that like, I'm pretty confident in my ability. So, so if I, if I'm wrong, you're going to hear it, right, you're going right. to hear that I'm wrong yeah. and I'll be, and you, I'm the first to say that was me. Yeah. Let's do it again. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. You're in a session and you'd be like, that was me. Sorry. Right. Let's yeah, do it yeah, again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong with that. They're not, they're not going to not call you back. Right. You won't, right. you will never work in this town again. Right. Yeah. You know, if I you, mean, you've never been on that show again, but that's, that's a different, <laughs> that's for different reasons. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh yeah totally and uh, uh you know and as that's a true actually I've never been on that. <laughs> uh, that's funny that's great no well, but I, as a producer as well though be strong and wrong like because then i can hear it and i i, I can know who's course, out and yeah. like you can fix it but yeah. if you're hiding in the back and you just don't know what's wrong and right there's, and like, there's uh, always and, and there, that always happens too that yeah, always happens oh, yeah, there's yeah, always yeah. that one 
per, there's always that one singer that's like won't cop you know like cop 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 up to it. Is yeah, that yeah, the, cop the, to it. Cop, cop to, to it. it. Is that the yeah. uh, the right? Yeah. There's always that one singer that won't do it, and and we know we yeah, 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 in yeah. the room we know who it is, and we're like, dude, just say it was you, right. bruh. Yeah. Uh, it's like an old adage too, like how do you make a guitar player turn down? You put a chart in front of them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, same with singers. I guess <laughs> for some singers, not, you, you know. know what though? I think you hear that more about singers than you do about guitar players. Yeah. You know, cause yeah. I think, you know, and you know, uh, I would say for all you aspiring singers who are listening, there's a couple things that you should definitely know. And that's mm-hmm. one is how to sight read. And two, if you don't know how to sight read, take a class. There's tons yeah. of classes. Gerald White, um, he's fabulous. T- does a great sight reading class for SAG-AFTRA. Um, uh, it just it's it's an amazing uh, experience, and it's something that you need to add to your arsenal for sure. Right, no doubt about it. You should definitely know how to do that. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, he actually. I do a ton of singing with Dwight Yoakam, and it kind of was. I've always sang, obviously, but this was a very is a it's really high stuff, and I've haven't always been the high singer. So for the first, Eric, Eric has one of the my one of my favorite voices. So <laughs> hearing yeah. him kind of talk in the in this like it's hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I've always kind of kept it, you know, in the dark a little bit because you know I'm a bass player and I'm a singer, right? And when you're singing and playing bass, it's it's kind of a drag. So. I, I do. I either want to be a singer or I want to be a bass player, and a lot of times it's just easier to be a bass player, yeah, because I don't have to take as good care of myself. I can show up to the gig drunk, whatever right. you know. I don't, you know, oh, whatever. There's but, bass players right now being like, "Yes, <laughs> little kid in Minnesota just going, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. finally I found yeah. my calling." Yeah, but don't do Dwight, that. But in, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but with Dwight's gig, it's it's a lot of singing, and I'm, it's me and him all night, and I'm doing all the high stuff. So for a while, I was just getting tired. I'm like, how do I get this tone right? And I haven't been to music school. Because I, I, I went to Berkeley for three semesters. First one, I was bass. Second one, I was a vocalist. And the last one, I went back to bass because vocalists are crazy. But um, so I hadn't. So I went to Gerald, and he was amazing. Like kind of one lesson. It was an hour lesson. I was just like, oh, it just like kind of reminded me of all the correct stuff and like just put me in a, in a good space and like probably save my voice. So anyways, I would highly recommend him. Yeah. You should have him on your show. Yeah. I think that's, I think the, I, might. That, I, I think he's that's on the, list. the, um, the, uh, what we all will get from this podcast is the people that you should have had other <laughs> no, than me yeah, on the show. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take notes when I do the editing. Like, oh yeah. That guy. Oh yeah. That guy. I'm a I have to confess something. I I love books, but I I don't love reading, and it's it's been something that I've I've wrestled with since I was a kid. You know, I, I can read. I have read books, but they're very time consuming, and I've spent most of my time trying to build a music career, <laughs> which takes a lot of time. But one thing I definitely do a lot of is drive in L.A. traffic on my way to a gig. And there's a solution that combines those two situations, and that's called Audible.com. Audible has thousands of audiobook titles, and you can listen offline anywhere, anytime. The app is free and can be installed on all smartphones and tablets. And they have just a ton of music-related titles, like All You Need to Know About the Music Business by Donald S. Passman, How Music Works by David Byrne, or Music Production Secrets by Calvin Carter. 
And you can get a free 30-day trial right now if you visit audibletrial.com slash divebarrockstar. That's audibletrial.com slash divebarrockstar. I'd like to take a second to thank you for listening to the Dive Bar Rockstar podcast. As a new podcast, getting the word out is a vital part of what it takes to keep the show on the road. Uh, or off the road, as the current case may be. If you would like to support the podcast... All you got to do is subscribe wherever you listen. And if you have an extra minute or two, please leave a review. You can also share and follow the podcast on your social media apps. Okay, enough begging. I hope you're having fun. And once again, thank you for listening. So uh, we also have in common that, well, you're originally from Venezuela. Yes. Which is why you're such a fluent yes, Spanish to all, speaker. To all, to all my so Latino sexy. brothers out there, it's... It can be done. <laughs> we can do it. <laughs> Don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. How do you say hope? I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, but then you, you moved to Colorado. Did you move I there did. first? Or? I, no, my family lived in New York for a minute. Got a, uh, just a split minute. And then, um, and then uh, we moved to Colorado when I was um, uh, maybe four. Something like uh, that. Yeah, yeah. And you're a bit younger than me, but... You went to the same elementary school for a minute. That we did <laughs> Emerald Elementary, for which all is you crazy. Emerald Elementary fans out there, really, yeah, weird, honestly, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Broomfield, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's where I grew up. Went through all my school, yeah. But you went to Cherry Creek, where the rich kids go after that. I do. I <laughs> um, um, and then you went on to UNC. I did. Which yeah. is a you know, university. A of, university of Northern Colorado is. Um, I went there. For many reasons, one is because I we could afford it. I, you mm. know, um, it, they also they were the only ones to give me a little bit of a scholarship. Oh wow! You. Um, and I was the one. <laughs> and uh, but I wanted to go to like Cincinnati Conservatory. I wanted mm. to go to Indiana University. I wanted to be an opera singer at first. Oh, you know, so I was like maybe thinking that route. Mm. You know, NYU obviously. I wanted to like you know all these I had dreams and you know ambitions. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, womp, womp, womp. I remember those. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. actually, it, it was amazing. And UNC yeah. uh, has an amazing jazz program. Yeah. Really got into vocal jazz. jazz, vocal jazz in particular, vocal jazz. Probably the top in the region. You know, for sure in Colorado. In the, I would say in the in the mountain region. Yeah, yeah I mean, for it's, sure. It's 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 one of it's, these schools. If you want, I mean, to do it's, vocal is it jazz. still the the jazz press? I mean, is it? I don't know. I don't know. But I think jazz press is still the main. If right, you yeah. if you're a vocal jazz student and mm-hmm. you've sung a vocal jazz chart, yeah, we did that. It right. Was a, it was the UNC vocal jazz press chart. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think all over the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I only knew because my choir teacher had dated Gene Aiken. <laughs> you know, so we had so, so you had like, a really old choir oh, teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not at the time. I'm old. That's the thing. So. That is. That's true. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that no, was, many, he was many moons ago. So Gene, bass player, he was mm, on his yeah. kind of on his way out when I got there. Got but you. I still did like an improvisation class with him, and right. you know, still got to really yeah study with him, which was amazing. And yeah, um, he's really great. Really great. And he also did instrumental music he would lead the big bands he was the head of the whole head of the whole thing jazz thing right yeah Yeah, so we would go up there when i was in high school you know not only for the unc jazz festival both uh you know for choir mainly but um just in the middle of the year because she could just call him up and be like hey i got this new bass player who are your best guys up there we want to come bring the whole rhythm section up there and just work with your dudes you know so we had a pretty close relationship so i actually got into 
to UNC, but then I I decided to go to a better school. But that's a whole, <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, no. Uh, I mean, Berkeley. It, I it's a world-renowned it's jazz fine. school. But it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> All uh, that to say, you know, it's not really where you go. It's what you make of it, for yeah, sure. Oh, you know, if sure. you're young, you know, and it's, yeah. you know, and you don't get into your number one school or whatever, it's okay. You know, it's right. Life yeah. is long. You know, you you do other things. It's true. It's true. But that led you to Seattle eventually. Like you got in, you got pretty heavy into vocal jazz stuff. I did. I got into a lot of vocal jazz stuff. I became a huge acapella nerd. Mm. Um, Before it was cool. Before there were movies about it. Hundred <laughs> percent. I don't you know. You were ahead that, of the curve. I don't man. know what that says about me, though. <laughs> to be honest with you, no, I was too, though. I, and I was probably seven years before you. I was, right. I was into all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I loved like you know, Take Six. Yeah. You know, Manhattan Transfer, The New York Voices. Yeah. You know, all these you know really um, yeah, amazing the, jazz groups. The Ritz. The four I, freshmen. I saw, if you want to go back that yeah, far, four freshmen. Yeah, but I saw the Ritz was one of their first concerts at UNC. Actually, you know, April Arabian. And, uh, yeah, those guys are so great. And the Bobs, the Did you Bobs. Ever see the Bobs? I course. saw them at UNC. Um, no, so, so they, yeah, I, I, I did. Uh, I was a huge. Um, uh, nerd when it came to acapella music. I had an acapella group in in high school and college, and did. Um, I don't know if you knew this, and I don't know if this is if this is really true, and you should mm-hmm. fact check me on this. Okay, but I I do think that UNC had the first before my time, but had the first ever university jazz group nominated for a Grammy. Oh, mm-hmm. I think that sounds right. To yeah, me. it sounds good, right? <laughs> it does. Sound I mean, right. I'll buy it. I do, right? Yeah. Do you think any? Um, Acapella vocal nerds will be listening to this podcast. Be like, yeah, call us out, etc. No, whatever they were called. <laughs> right, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they were called. I think it was etc. or yeah, something. What was the other? Sus four. Sus four. That was the girl, girl group. group. They were amazing. So uh, I was a huge, huge into that, and I met um, guys from an acapella, a contemporary acapella group called Impact. Mm-hmm. And they were very much like, you know, um, like Take Six meets uh, Rockapella. Right. So they had a lot of like the extension chords, but pop, they would do like pop rock music also. Right. So it was really super Classic cool. Classic rock. They Didn't would you do, guys do? They're, they're, everything. Did it you long just, train running? No. Is that you? No. Oh, never mind. No. Did you research the I'm did, edit all this did out. You, <laughs> well, I saw you did guys. Did you do play. any research? <laughs> <laughs> I saw you guys, you know, when you first, when we first met. Yeah. You, you played at the Agape Church. We did. We did a show. And, uh, I know, with uh, Meg Ryan in the audience. Oh, I didn't even know that. Oh. I was sitting next to Bernie Dressel, and he was taking up half my chair and <laughs> getting, real, getting real close. I was like, uh. uh but anyway. No, but we, we um, I, I loved that kind of music, and I moved to, uh, long story short, I moved to Seattle to join that group. Yeah. Um, eventually. And, was, and Seattle's kind of a hub for that stuff. I don't know if people know. Well, like Dave Cross up there. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of uh, course. Uh, we actually, when I was in high school, we took a, a trip up to Seattle to compete. Actually, Vancouver mm-hmm. uh, to compete up there. And we stopped at Dave Cross's high school. Yeah. And we did a little dual concert there. And then we went up and competed. Yeah. And, and it was cool because I had an acapella group as well. And we we performed and and did I won you, an award. You, did the, you, I actually won an award did for you the sing, best scat solo that day. Oh, did you Scooby Dooby Dooby Doo? Did you sing tenor or baritone? Uh, 
tricky. I sang baritone in choir mostly, but I was really the bass player. So I would kind of learn the songs most of the day. And then when it got close to competition, we'd play the bass. So I would come up and I would sing the ballad that didn't have a rhythm section. And the other times I'd be in the rhythm. And then for my own group, I sang tenor. Yes, I did. It was a four piece group. So yeah, I had a bass. I was tenor and alto soprano. Nice. But I wrote and ranged all the songs too, and it was cool. I mean, now I'm just bragging, but anyways, but I'm just to prove that I'm <laughs> no, just no, as nerdy going. as you. I'm just as nerdy, you know. I was very into it, which is kind of interesting because then you moved to LA with that group, with the group, yeah. So Impact moved here, and in fact, um, a quick little interesting side note: it's their hour, I should say, 25th anniversary of that group being together. Oh wow! So cool. all those groups. If you ever if you've ever heard of an acapella group, mm-hmm. a recent one, mm-hmm. they were influenced by Take Six, Rockapella, yeah. and Impact. I mean, right. there's no doubt about it. We they just they've just been going for so long. It's just right. with those three groups, you know, you know, you mentioned a few, but contemporary acapella, those three. Yeah. I mean, really, right? Um, yeah, may, maybe sure. there's you know, by the House Jacks. Maybe you can add a couple more, but like, yeah. If you were doing like all those Pitch Perfect movies and mm. all those things that we love, and uh, what's the the new group, the big one that just you oh, know yeah. um, that won all the Grammys so they and all shit? This down. They 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 won the first ever acapella show, and now they're huge. Right. I know. I, I can't believe we don't. I it, that we. I it's mean, right on the tip of my tongue. I know. I'll I'll put it at the end. You'll put it. At the I end. have okay. some corrections at the end of the show. So it'll <laughs> corrections be and protections. Yeah. <laughs> I moved to LA with Impact, um, and you know, again, um, fantastic vocal group, um, mm-hmm. and they um, really. I grew musically with them right. a lot because mm-hmm. I learned. I learned how to sing with other people. I learned right. how to blend. I learned how to not to blend sometimes and be like, you know, um, stand out and, mm-hmm. you know, um, be an individual and right. how to perform, how to really, really perform in front of people. And yeah. Um, and it's, it's unique because, well, obviously you're all singers. There's no band. There's it's no like, band. It's just you guys on a stage. Yeah, so and there's, as far as performance, it's all about what do you what do you got yeah, to give? And there and there are there are like you know it's a small group of people that follow it. You know, but mm-hmm. it's it's a in, in the scheme of things it's small, but it's it's a big following. You know, like yeah. we would go to Asia, mm-hmm. and it would be crazy. Yeah, right. Um, you know, we'd go to Korea. You know, once a year at least, sometimes twice. We would go to Italy. You know, a couple times mm-hmm. a year. It'd be crazy festivals vocal festivals you know you had like the real group and take six and impact and right. you know it would just be nuts yeah and nuts nuts <laughs> completely nuts um mm. so i really i grew as a musician a lot doing that kind of stuff and i think anytime you're in front of people and performing you grow you know mm, and i think right. that's super important for anybody that's starting out or even not starting out is to you know like we like we mentioned with ashley like she you know, seasoned singer but mm-hmm. not seasoned performer necessarily yeah. in front of people and, and and people there are a lot of people like that where mm-hmm. just being in front of people helps you know and just being starting to feel yeah. that natural chemistry well i kind of enjoy them uh the malcolm gladwell ten thousand hours you know have you mm-hmm. heard like but people don't get like 
10,000 hours practicing your instrument is one thing. Now you need those 10,000 hours being on a stage. You know, it's a whole other deal, you know. Sad, but true. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of people just went, <sighs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's fun. Isn't that why we do it? You know, it's not like the most, well, I know. maybe it's I not always fun. Who the who the hell knows? But <laughs> so you move here and you're you're still playing with Impact and you see an audition for a new show only five seasons in called American Idol. Yeah. And you jump on it. I know. So how did that, how did that all happen? <sighs> Cause it's kind of an interesting story. I mean, for those of you who don't know, I've known Rudy forever. We, he was the best man at my wedding. Like I, I basically know all the answers to these questions already. So uh, <laughs> that's why I'm trying to find interesting ways to answer these questions. Yeah. But well, I'm only asking, asking the questions that I know are interesting answers. So, uh, <laughs> cause believe me, there's plenty that aren't. So uh, anyway, so, but I think this whole audition story is, is it was uh, is sort of interesting. I don't know if when this gets released, that it'll still be a thing. But it's still a thing now as, oh, we're, yeah. as we're recording this. So and it's bigger um, than ever. It is. It is. And you know, I'm very. I'm the first to say I'm super jaded about the whole thing. Yeah. I'm for as you know. Yeah. Super jaded. Hundred percent. Right. Um. Went into it thinking I was the king of the world. Full on. Like right. full on. I was like, I'm winning this whole thing. I'm the best thing uh -huh. in the world. Uh, <laughs> not the case. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know those those failures, failures. I can quotation marks. Those mm -hmm. this is to make you grow as a person, and you know, for sure. Um, yeah, I did. Yeah, it was uh, shortly after I came to to LA that I w figured out that I didn't want to do impact full time forever. You know. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I wanted to do other things and I wanted to, you know, become a star, just like yeah. we all just like we all do. You know, make it, man. Just like everyone does. Yeah. Well. It, I think um spoiler, spoiler alert for those mm -hmm. who haven't read the whole book. Um <laughs> spoiler alert, you've made it really it's the you've made it when you when you can support your family doing what you love. Yeah. You know, and that's really the spoiler yeah. well, alert of the whole thing or for you i mean i think everyone has their measure of that and that's what's surprising when you hear other people talk about it because you use your measure for what you think is a measure of making it and you look at other people and you go oh well that guy's made it and that guy might be like no i still got like eight eight more records to make or like I'm, I'm, that's I, true I, I need a, a bigger following or you know it's sort of a personal it is very personal mark it is very personal it's my own personal book yeah, <laughs> the, the end of my own personal book. Right. Um, yeah. No, I yeah, I I got here to LA and realized that I wanted to do something else and um, auditioned for a little show that you may have heard of. Uh, but it was weird because I was uh, getting married. I had gotten married mm -hmm. that year, and your wife is a fabulous singer as well. She is fantastic. Hopefully, we'll have her. Maybe we should have her on the show. <laughs> this is a great show. This is a me great. So many ideas. This is a great. This show. is the idea show. <laughs> she's actually in, in, in impulse as well she's That's right. a female yeah. singer and yeah. um uh, we we should do a whole show about working with your spouse or girlfriend oh, yeah there should be a separate thing right right yeah uh no i uh auditioned so i had just gotten married i um and we were planning our honeymoon we were going to go to um the dominican republic mm -hmm. and uh we had gotten married in March, but we were not going to go on our honeymoon until until August. Mm. And uh, the American Idol auditions were in August here in LA. 
And a couple friends of mine had auditioned before mm-hmm. and not made it um, or made it, but not very far. And I was just like, oh, God, this, there's no, you, you've got to be kidding me. There's these people, there's amazing singers. And it's true. Right. You know, you go uh, and, you know, these, you're, you're in a huge stadium with full of people that are auditioning, you know, I right. think. So, you know, I I ended up not auditioning in, in LA. I ended up auditioning in um in Tennessee. Got you. Um and in Nashville. In Nashville. Um well, was it Nashville? No. no. It was um There's an there's other towns in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. The other one. What's okay, the other one called? Um, <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, Memphis yeah, so, is the other one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I we had just um we had just gotten married. We were going to go on our honeymoon in August. Uh the auditions were in LA mm-hmm. uh in August and I missed them. So I had to fly to Memphis. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> Not a big music town. No. Uh to uh audition and I auditioned and I was very, I didn't know obviously what the whole process was. Mm-hmm. And so I flew out there um, and on my own dime, you know, I had some mm-hmm. miles or whatever. And I like flew right. out there, stayed in like this crappy hotel room and I went to the audition and there's like, like I said, you know, you go and there's like, you know, 13,000 people or whatever in a stadium filled yeah you know it mm-hmm. was at the stadium in yeah. memphis and it was right. just like huge and it was tons of people and you just like it's so overwhelming and you're like right. I mean, this is crazy yeah. you're there all day i was 12 oh, hours or whatever yeah and then you finally get to in front of somebody who ca- who matters you know mm-hmm. and they're just like and they give you like 20 seconds yeah and it's cr- it's crazy yeah. and those that's what you don't see or hear about in in the show. Right. And that's messed up. And I've yeah. always thought that was messed up. And that's why I'm just jaded about the whole thing. But anyways. <laughs> yeah, it's torturous. It's, it's torturous. I've auditioned it's, it's for myself. auditioned for X Factor and uh what was that show they were trying to find a uh Dave Navarro uh rock star or something. They, they, that's where they in excess. Yeah, the first something. first yeah. season was in excess, and then I I auditioned, but all the same process. Yeah, just grueling, horrible. Wait, wait, wait. Get there at five in the morning just to wait in line. It's true. For four it's hours. true. You wait. You wait in line for so long, and it's just like you know. I was young, young, and I say in quotations. I was twenty six. Mm-hmm. I was at the dead cutoff, and that's why I. That's right. why I decided to audition because it was the last year of eligibility. Right. 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 And so, uh, because they're ageists, apparently, as well. <laughs> yeah. um, and so, basically, I got through the whole day, and you, you're in front, and you're, you're in this stadium, and down on the football field, and there's like, you know, seven or eight little booths, and in each booth, there's a producer. Mm-hmm. And you go in there with five people. Right, and each Ugh. each of those five people get to sing for twenty seconds. And so you're like, you're like, ah, no, thank you. You know, it's like, what? I didn't even what? You know, and so it's really a crapshoot. Yeah, anyway, oh, so let me just say that going in, I mean, the, it's a crapshoot. Yes, the know? fact that you made it as far as you did is just, it's the lottery. Literally, it is the lottery because it it's crazy how they mm-hmm. do it and um, how qualified. This is why I always go to. How qualified is that first round? I know because you've got maybe 
like for X Factor, there was probably 20 judges there and their producers or whatever. And like, what do you know about singing? Like, what I don't did, know. Yeah, what, I don't know. Who am I even singing who do for? We, who you know? do we have on that? Who do you have on that could answer that question? We know people. Somebody's yeah. got to be able to be able to answer well, that. Well, I, I think Ryan Seacrest is on next week. I don't know. He would be good. <laughs> <laughs> he he doesn't know. even know. He doesn't know either. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyways. So you go, I, you know, you're, you're in front of these people. And so I went up and I sang a Spanish song. Mm. And I thought, you know, just to be different. That's smart. You know, I sang a, a Luis Miguel song. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, so it's funny because uh, Tangent also, uh-huh. um, you know, we've been seeing all those Facebook things like your top 10 albums that yeah. have influenced you, you know, which is right. always like, <sighs> but, um, I did but it. I thought it you did. Cool. No, you know, you did. <laughs> no, you're cool. You're cool. Yeah, but, thanks. but. Uh, it's just impossible for me, yeah, and also a lot of sure. a lot of my albums people wouldn't even know, mm-hmm. like Luis Miguel. Like Luis Miguel was hugely influential for the way I'm, the way I sing, the way I think about music. He's just like such an amazing singer. Yeah. So I sang one of his songs during, or one of his versions of a song mm-hmm. during the that producer round, and I again just to be different because mm-hmm. I saw all these people go in front of me, and there's amazing singer like right. really good singers mm-hmm. and i was just like I, I gotta do something different you know right so i sang a spanish song and they were like oh that's nice right okay you'll go mm-hmm. on you know and so but there's five of us and you know they'll be like you step forward the rest of you bye you go on you know mm-hmm. kind of thing uh and it's sometimes it's nobody and, and you just see people just heartbroken yeah i know because they've been waiting for yeah. 12 hours. Yeah. That's the thing that you don't see on TV. All you see yeah. on TV is Randy, Simon, and Paula back in my day. You know, now yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like Katy For Perry sure. and, you know, yeah, but you don't Richie see and... the thousands of people that didn't even get to there. Didn't even get, because there's yeah. seven rounds before you even get to them. Yeah. You yeah, know, totally. Yeah. yeah. Which I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I get to the next round and I'm like, okay, cool. And they're like, okay, what else do you say? You know, you know sing, sing this song. I sang the Spanish song. They're like, cool, Spanish, whatever. What else you got? And so I sang Open Arms, mm, nice. the Journey Journey song. And they were like, cool, keep that. <laughs> you know, they like tell you, like, keep that one. Okay. Okay, cool. Great. Come back tomorrow, you know, and you know, and I'm like, I, my flights, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And they're like, oh no, 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 no. You we really need you because you're Hispanic and we need Hispanics because we have a quota. Right. right? I'm sure. So I don't know. I don't know that for sure, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's exactly what they said. <laughs> <laughs> that, they didn't say that, but in my mind they said that. Right. Right. Uh, right. And so they're like, no, 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 you need to come back tomorrow. Um, this is after a day. Okay. I've skipped many, pro- I've skipped many, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, judges yeah. and many yeah. producers. Cause you go through literally four right. you know, or five. Yeah. 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 And so they're like, okay, cool. Come back tomorrow. And um, you get in front of Randy, Simon, and Paula tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm out. I'm going. I'm going home. Mm-hmm. I have a flight. Bye. Right. And they're like, no, 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 no. Okay. Come. D- when are you available? And I was like, I don't know. Next week? Two weeks from now? And they're like, okay, mm-hmm. in two weeks, we're going to be in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Go to Seattle. And we'll, you'll go straight to the thing. Oh, that's cool. You won't have to. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. So I was going to Seattle anyway to visit, you know, and so I went to Seattle and that's why on the the TV version, 
I am in Seattle, but really I, I auditioned in Memphis. Mm, yeah. um, so it went, and also why I don't have any family or friends there. Cause right, I'm like, right, right. I'm like, I'm there to like, you know, yeah. hang out. But like, I don't know. I, no, I have no family there. Right. Yeah. So I did, um, again, open arms. And it was, of course I did that because Randy was right. in the bass player for right. journey for a while. Yeah. And is now like, I think he just announced he rejoined after some, I just read a headline. I haven't what? heard. Of yeah. Like I guess there was some band dispute and he he's back in. Really? I'll fact check it, but it I did read it. I read it on the internet, so it must be true. <laughs> but I heard uh, that uh, the drummer's gone. So yeah. Steve I think Randy is, and uh, somebody else rejoined that had done the records or were in it a while back. Okay. I'm going to check it. Okay. It's not, it's it's fake news. Anyways, uh, so <laughs> it's interesting that you're so bitter about it because, and I know it was, you know, I, I feel like your expectations were probably a little off from the get-go. 100%. I thought I was going to win the whole, I'm, I think, right. and I think all all singers in in a sense do think they're the greatest singers. The well, world. I think it's part of the gig, honestly. It's, like, it's got to be. I mean, I think. If you don't have that confidence, yeah. that bravado of like, I'm the greatest singer ever. Yeah. Then, you know. Yeah. So you're not going to be as successful. Right, right. Maybe. I don't know. Did I just make that up? Uh, no, <laughs> I think that's absolutely true. Well, I think it's funny, too, because also when you're young and you're, you know, things are going well. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, you know, you, you, you're you too... Naive. You're not smart enough to be scared of anything yeah. yet. You know, you're just... Uh, and that cockiness is what gets you to a certain level, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Like, if I, I, when I came here, I wasn't the bass player I thought I was. But, yeah, but just thinking that I was got me a lot of gigs. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, anyway. some, that's something to really take away from this is that yeah. is you know is that attitude is is half the battle. Yeah. And when I first got here, a good friend of mine, Mel Brown, told me he was just like, don't, don't, don't act green. Don't don't let him see you as a as a as, you know like a young kid who doesn't know what they're doing. Like go in and my first audition was for Ricky Minor for the Backstreet Boys. You know, right. and I had been here like three months and every, it was a big gig at the time, you know, great players in their band. And, um, there was every great bass player in the world sitting in front of me in the, in the room, plus Ricky Minor, you know, and it was super intimidating, but Mel was like, just go in and, you know, be confident, you know, cause it's, if you, if you, you know, it's like, if, if you show fear there, then you're done. They smell fear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I didn't get that gig either. So, uh, <laughs> but it was great to go and I met Ricky and it, it was a cool thing, but, uh, know, Ricky. but it's so tricky. So, all right, well, you went on, you, you, you were on TV, millions of people watching. Yeah. You, you, I, yeah. I, it's, it's one of those experiences where I'm glad I did it. It was an experience that, that I, I took, I, if you, you got to take something from each defeat or each sure. failure or each experience, experience and just take, yeah. take something from there. It, and even each win, you know, take something from it. Yeah. Don't don't think that you're just because you win this one, think you're gonna win every one. It's not true. Right. Um just like any actor or lose this one. Or even that's what I'm saying. Just like yeah. any actor will tell you, you know, you you don't book hundred shows before you, you know, book the you know, one that right. it's not even the one that you want, but it's like we'll get you to the next. Right. Also, golfers will say that. Oh, yeah. That one shot that'll keep you coming back yeah to try again gambling gamblers will Which tell you that too. it all is you know yeah what it's, it all uh, is. It's, it really is it's it's 
It's the vice. Yeah. It's the it's you're you're searching for that uh that elusive what do the, the drug addicts call it? The uh the dragon. Yeah, chasing the chasing dragon. Chasing the dragon. I yeah. guess. I don't I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh this has turned into another different podcast. Yeah, yeah, fine. yeah. Well, it's called Dive Bar Rockstar. I guess it goes along with it. I know. I, I if if you're tuning in, then you should expect yeah. a little bit of that. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, it's cool that I mean it also brought us together in a way too because I was out on I had left the band because I was out on the high school musical tour when I saw you on TV and I was like that was the first time we like, yeah I totally know you and yeah. then you called me yeah like I was on the road and you called me I was like hey I did the show and I'm I, I'm voted off but I got this sort of a deal here and, yeah and, I had uh, I had like a the tiniest little record deal that came from that, which was like a, it was a, a compilation record that they ended up doing, um, nineteen productions or whatever yeah. that you know was back then. But um, they were like, we want to do, you know, we really like you, and even though you sucked at the show, um, <laughs> which we, you didn't, like, no, but it's like, just all the way you spin it in but your head. It which is, is but funny. like it, you know, you go, you get to a certain spot, you know, you the top twenty four in my case, and you know, and you know, you're. I thought I was going to win the whole thing. Yeah. And then, you know, it, it ends up being a show not about talent, which no. that's why I was all upset about it. Yeah. You know, because you thought it was called American Singer. I was, I thought it was called America's Best Singer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you, you, I, you know, you don't want to watch it. Not but... that, not that a great singer didn't win. Jordan Sparks, great singer. Right. She won. Right. Fantastic singer. Mm -hmm. My buddy Blake Lewis got second place. Mm -hmm. He's a great performer, great singer, great yeah. beatboxer. He's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brandon Rogers, mm -hmm. great singer, got far, far also. Yeah. Um, yeah. They did sure. have fantastic singers on there. I'm just mm -hmm. saying. Yeah. You just there are a lot of people that. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Yeah, it, it the show's changed a lot too. I don't know. You probably haven't watched it because you hate it, but it's it's changed so much now. It's really enjoyable because back then they also were putting through as many bad singers as they were good singers because they wanted to have that make fun of them at the audition thing. Yeah, which it happens a little now, but it's it's not and it's not the same either. It's not Simon just tearing them apart. It's mostly the guys going. Yeah, that's not going to work, and it's over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not this exploitation, exploitative. It's but wasn't it that horrible? Like what it a was horrible, horrible, horrible thing to do to people. Like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, no, that part's what? horrible, rude, for sure, rude. <laughs> yeah, and I think it goes along. I don't know. We could talk for days about it. I guess we really could. It goes along with that whole the thing at the time of the reality show and Jerry Springer when it just became all of a sudden bad behavior was glorified. And now you have Simon Cowell, who's just not a nice person by any stretch of the imagination. But he's super and, sweet, not not on camera. Like, well, that's sweet what I'm talking guy, about. Like, really nice. And it was so funny yeah. because if you look back on footage, like, I'm they're like, talk about why Simon hates you, right? Like, I know, I saw that. The I other was day. like, Simon hates me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. I'll talk right. about that. Yeah. I guess <laughs> total reality show, you yeah. know, formula. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's it's lame. I don't know, but uh, but you did it and. So basically, and I guess look you, where I ended. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look where you are now. I don't know. It's a weird thing because it's like again, I I say, um, uh, spoiler alert, end of the book. You know, yeah. I I'm happy. You know, and I think musicians, um, ninety percent of musicians should be happy. Yeah, with you know, the making it. You know, stigma is is has been. I it's just a 
it's not not a lot of people get famous. You know, not not a lot, right. a lot of people are Justin Bieber or oh, you know yeah, Selena sure. Gomez. It's like yeah. you know we make a living doing what we love, and yeah. I support my family doing what I love, and that's fantastic, and yeah, I love that. And that's yeah. you know, do I still have dreams and hopes and aspirations? Do I want to write the next hit song? Yeah, absolutely, and I'll never yeah. stop working for that. Yeah, absolutely, we'll st- we'll write and we'll we'll continue to do that. But, um, I think getting to to a point where you can be happy with what you've done is important. You know what? I, we there's a bunch more to talk about, but um, we're we're going long. We're we're, we're going to have to do it part two. Yes, exactly, and that's no. the beauty of these the, of a podcast, I guess. I mean, I'm new at this. I'm just I'm jumping in and uh, working hard. Just and thank like God that thing. you are. Thank God that you are. Yeah, it's so, interesting. I think people will really get something out of it because you know it. Being a musician in this in this town is looks like a lot of different things. A, it's mm-hmm. hard, yes. obviously, but. Right. It can look like a lot of different things, and I think yeah. that's what's really great. That what that what you're yeah. highlighting is right. that is the right. the difference there of how you how people can really make it in this town. And it's a it, they say it about New York, but I I fucking think about it. I think it's L.A. If you can make it in L.A., you can make it yeah. anywhere. Wow. Oh yeah, that's great. Well, let's end on that, man. Well, thanks for coming out and. Yeah. Uh, Rudy Cardenas, he's amazing. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Thank you so much. Check out uh, Waiting for Monday. Uh, check yes. out the Classic Rock Show. Check out... And check out Fly. It's another record that we did. Check out Fly. Really it's yeah. called Fly. Rudy Cardenas. Cardenas. Yeah. How do you like to say it? Cardenas. Cardenas. Ah, I like it. That's so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a well, I hope you had fun listening to me and my buddy Rudy um, goof off a little bit. I mainly wanted to have him on the podcast because he's a great example of, you know, what a professional musician's life looks like, especially as a singer. It, it's all about having many income streams. He's the leader of a top wedding band. He's a session singer, works for Disney. And uh, another thing that he does that we didn't have a chance to get into, but he's the lead singer of a band called Lights, which is a Journey tribute band. And so all of these things add up. And at the end of the month, at the end of the year, somehow the bills get paid. And that's kind of probably what it looks like for the majority of musicians. And, you know, it's fun. I enjoy it because you don't get burnt out on any one thing because there's all kinds of things that you you get to do, you, you have to do to sort of keep everything going. Some corrections and clarifications. I would never show up to a gig drunk, nor would I recommend it if you'd like to sustain a career. That doesn't mean that there aren't gigs where alcohol is consumed, but that was just a joke. I don't show up to gigs <laughs> drunk, and I would definitely not recommend that uh, if you l- would like a future in music. The University of Colorado did have the very first college vocal group that was nominated for a Grammy, and they were called Vocal Jazz One, and their 1984 album is called Hot Four. The UNC Jazz Press does still exist, and they sell CDs and vocal arrangements by students and faculty, and they can be found online at uncjazzpress.com. The movie that I forgot was Rockstar, and that was also the name of the show that I couldn't remember, so um, check those out. Steve Ajeri was the, uh, the lead singer of Journey that replaced Steve Perry, and Jeff Scott Soto did replace him. And Randy Jackson did just rejoin Journey, as well as Michael Narada Walden on drums. So that ought to be a really interesting lineup. So check it out if you're out there. 
Um, we actually worked at California Adventure on the Mad Tea Party, not Disneyland. It's like Disneyland adjacent, but it's definitely a different park. And when I was talking about going to a concert and how they release tickets that the that are reserved for the guests of the act, I said you look for them towards the end of the show, but you really got to get them before the beginning of the show. <laughs> but probably a good half an hour before the show, they start releasing those tickets. So just in the future, if you need a better ticket, that's it. Well, I hope you enjoyed this show. I'm a star. Wow, you've made it to the end. I'm hoping it's because you completely enjoyed yourself and are now filled with knowledge and inspiration to move forward with your dreams. If that is the case and you would like to stay informed of new episodes, live events, and general news, please go to divebarrockstar.com and sign up for the mailing list. If you have any questions, comments, corrections, or complaints about anything you hear on the show, please email me at fanmail at divebarrockstar.com and you may even end up on the show. We at the Dive Bar Rockstar Podcast, with all of our hearts, thank you for listening, and remember, it's all about dreams. 